this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, we bring you on an expedition through the depths of the movie industry to discuss the amazing, terrible, and amazingly terrible movies based on video games. Our hosts' entire lives are dedicated to a single goal, probably, answering the age-old question, do games make good movies? Hello everybody out there in the Popcorn Talk world and welcome to Video Game Movie Anatomy where we break down the film adaptations of some of our favorite pieces of interactive media. I am one of your hosts, the internet's Mark B. Donica. Uh, today we're talking about Hitman, but I'm not doing it alone. I am joined, as always, by the wonderful player two, uh, Mrs. Stacey Shuttleworth. That's right, I'm Stacey Shuttleworth. You can find me online on Twitter at Ye old nerd, or all over the internet, Twitter included, at nerds doing stuff. And uh, unfortunately, Patrick was unable to join us today. A uh, uh, minor uh, emergency is keeping him from the studio. We do have a little bit of uh, input from him from this movie, uh, which we'll get to when we get to our controller toss moments. But um, today, we are covering Hitman from 2007 in celebration of the release of the oddly episodic uh, PS4 release of Hitman, uh, which is going to be coming next week. Uh, th- I mean, <laughs> this I was actually fearing, to be honest. I was terrified. Mm-hmm. It has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, people the, tearing it apart. And the only real name in it is the star, Timothy Oliphant. Yes. Um, which I would not peg for an Agent 47, but... Um, the, so let, let's break it down and then we'll get to our speed runs and all of our fun stuff that we have planned. So, uh, to break down this movie, a gun for hire known only as Agent 47, hired by a group known only as the organization, is ensnared in a political conspiracy which finds him pursued by both Interpol and the Russian military as he treks across Russia and Eastern Europe. That's pretty pretty accurate. Yeah, pretty apropos. And and uh, the use of the word trek makes kind of dictates <laughs> the pace of the movie. It really does. <laughs> so, uh Unfortunately, like we saw, we saw the hope in this movie, and and there was like, oh, this is pretty, pretty starting out as a pretty standard action movie with some with some cool moments, mm-hmm. and ultimately, to me, that's kind of all it ended up being. It never really surpassed its expectations. What uh, first thoughts on Hitman? 
I really enjoyed it. Yeah? Not as in a, this is a movie that you really think about and there are things that are happening, mm-hmm. but I did not want my hour and 30 minutes back after watching Very, it. See, that was me with Need for Speed. It, and and go back and watch that episode because Patrick hated that movie like with a fiery really passion. I angry about that one. But that's one of those, that's one of those movies, and, and this one I, I agree with you, is one that if it comes on TV, it's like, there's nothing else on. I'll watch I'll it, man. There and watch it in I'll the watch Need for Speed. Why not? There was some cool stuff going on. Yeah. Um, so, um, and and just for another clarification, we are doing the 2007 Hitman, not Agent 47. This show actually did cover it back last summer when it came out. Um, that's back when we were we had our, our host uh, Kerry Takei and Patrick. They they took on that one while I would think I was still in Austin for that one for for RTX, but um, <laughs> kind of missed the boat wow. on that one. So uh, yeah, uh, let's get to our speed runs so this is where you look in the back of a box of a video game and it's got just like a quick blurb like mortal Kombat has a cheesy script but nails the spirit of the game street fighters costume designer was the only person who did their job on the film actors and all just to name a couple of examples it's a quick definitive blurb about the film stacy what do you got all right so i've got hitman is the ideal film for video game fans who are looking for non-stop action Kind of, but have always felt that the unnecessary distractions of character development and plot only get in the way. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's really accurate, though, too. That's how I felt while watching it. Hey, these are characters and things are happening. Just <laughs> strap in. Here we go. Yeah. Um, I have a by-the-numbers action film that hits on some levels, but proves the movie business is no game. And uh, it's... This is the. I think one of the only reasons why we were covering this movie is because it is a video game movie. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing notable that really came out of this. Timothy Oliphant had a great career before, has a great right. career afterwards. Justified was a hell of a series. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there was just there was nothing that that had hit me. This- we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This didn't have its defining moment. No, really not. That makes you go, Hitman. Because at least, cool. like, Far yeah. Cry... Uh, if you missed that episode, we did it two weeks ago for Far Cry Primal. Um, that had, you know, the dialogue was weird. Uh, mm-hmm. When all of the the the, mut- the the super soldiers break out, like that that that's still like that's something that only happened in Far Cry. For Hitman, it's like oh, okay, this is a movie about an assassin, run of the mill action assassin movie. The only thing that made that made this a Hitman movie were the symbols on all of his stuff because it's directly right. from the game and the barcode on the back of everybody's head. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, it wasn't something that really flew out of the screen going, oh, everybody, this is great. But it but it was an enjoyable movie. Is, is that how movies usually come at you? Oh, at me specifically? Yeah, yeah. I have a disorder. Words are like, whoa, space and Star Wars, wow. Um, Amazing! I wish they came at me like that. Well, it's it's a uh, it's a specific type of 3D glasses that you need to wear. It's the it's my 4X experience. Um, but we go from here to what we call our controller toss moment. It's that moment where you're watching the movie 
And uh, you either silently or very <laughs> loudly have a, you have got to be kidding me, and you toss your controller across the room. Uh, these are positive things or negative things, because we have done a couple where I, I found a positive one. Um, what was yours? So, I, I pulled a couple. Ooh, okay. I think my big one was towards the towards the end, right before he goes back in to finally take out the original Belikov. Yeah. And so it's a scene between him and Nico, and they've had this weird thing going on for this entire time, and it's like, what are you going to do? What I do. And then all of a sudden, his motives have like completely flip-flopped, and he's not doing it because he was hired to do this hit, which was the motivation at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. It's because it's for your sake. It's so you don't keep being hunted. Okay. And and then at the Dumb. end, there's the realization of like, you think we would do all of this just for that? What? A lot of the motivation, I, I agree, was just oh, all so all over the place. Um, one of the things that I was really sad about before before I get to one of mine, and, and I want to I want to hear more of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually and we have Patrick still. Is um, they changed the opening of the movie. There was a lot of post-production and reshoots. Right. Um, and they used footage from Dark Angel. That was hilarious just, to learn, What? Like, because okay. like, one of the things that I like about the Hitman series is it, it's kind of like the new Daredevil, or Daredevil in general, where mm-hmm. um, 47, it, like, that whole organization is religiously based. Um, at least, like... One of yeah. one of forty sevens um, mentors w- is is a priest, mm-hmm. so um, they had a little bit of the religious implications in here. And if they if they hammered it home at the beginning, oh, it's because it's a religious or- organization, mm-hmm. or he at least has some religious ties. That's why he's uh, getting rid of Nika's advances. That's why he's doing this for this reason. Like it would have, it would have made a lot of things more clear. But they use the religious overtones just when it suited them. They mm. disappear and then come back into play when they needed a quick plot device. Yeah, and what, that was my favorite line is is an allusion to, or one of my favorite lines is an allusion to that. And and we'll get there. Um, let me let me do Patrick's. We'll All go right. back to yours and then we'll come back to mine. So okay. Patrick wanted to like. I, I'm just considering this as his controller toss moment. Uh, <laughs> when they're in the car trying to escape or trying to go to Turkey, which we we figure out is to see Belikov's brother and take care of him, um, there was just no border, and they just got it. There's nothing. Like we had a scene with uh, with Mike and the uh, the Russian general uh, Komarov, uh, where they were like, "We've got uh, pe- we've got people at train stations, at every street, at every this, at every that," and it's it was something that you go, "Oh, covered, totally covered," and and I guess we're supposed to think once they figured out that uh, he was going more inward. Oh well, let's just pull all of our assets. In interior. No need to guard these trains. No, let's or just the, in case they're not correct. Or anything at the border. Or at all. Which is right. the stupidest. Um so yeah, that that made me go, wait a minute. Two. Like as I was watching, I was like, Hold wait, on. they're just driving in a car and nobody's yeah. like, hey, like we like <laughs> bald American guy with, with woman in trunk. Not suspicious. Nobody at in all. that nobody at that checkpoint did anything. Nothing. We're, we're in the old, old country for that. <laughs> uh what was another one of yours? Uh, the rest of mine are more kind of nitpicky, just moments where I was like, okay, well, that takes a little suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
one after he blows out his room in his escape the first time and they walk in and there's the laptop sitting open still running the only thing untouched in this charred room Mm -hmm. oh well it was it was flickering a bit and also the fact that it was like a hard drive permanently deleted forever like just in case you didn't realize that that's what we're doing um and this was a, a good controller toss moment that I liked when he was okay. when he flew through the window at the kids that were playing Hitman, yes, it and they're just was like, so good. <laughs> like that was a good one. That's oh. like ah, tip of the hat, not that, of the. That was very a nice good. little reference. Um, what, so my ne- negative <laughs> controller toss moment. This scene, which I actually found out was a reshoot in the train station yes. when when it's a, a standoff with all of the guys, <laughs> and he goes, Do you, "Don't you want to die with dignity?" dignity? And they all go, "You know what." I do. Let's put our guns away. All simultaneously. And all pull out our swords. Our miniature swords. And then just start just having a killer sword fight. Um, couple <laughs> of things. One, uh, we have no explanation as to the, the suit uh, st- the, the, like nope. the, the suit store that <laughs> he went to. Um, he oh. lost all of his gear. He walks into this store. Yeah. Just... There are people on the street. It's clearly closed. Just walks in this unlocked door and comes out with a new suit. That was if there that's was, on this list too. If we had seen that, that oh, if we saw like a little symbol that oh, that's yeah. for the organization. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then go in there, grab your suit, whatever. You're good. So not only did, as far as we know, he go into just a regular suit shop, but he also found the same exact swords, unless he stole them off of another guy that was tailing him that we never saw he he inexplicably and inexplicably had those swords back for and and he lost all of his equipment very bizarre it magically comes back to him and it was an okay fight like it it, i loved it it was it was fine but it but it was just like let's fight with it's like it's like when you're playing it's like when you're playing with your friends and your kids they're like guys Let's have a sword fight now. Yes. Okay. Oh, I got you. You're dead now. Oh, you're dead too. Oh, I stabbed you in the hand. It was gross. Oh, that's no fair. <laughs> that's now I can't hold my gun exactly. anymore. And those other two guys weren't essentially dead. They could have taken out their guns and just shot down. Mm-hmm. If so for many but they were going with dignity. Well, well, here's the thing. It's very important. It's a 3 on 1. The hit on 47 was taken out and to get paid and and complete the job, every presumably from from what we learned from the movie, every member of the organization was after him. Right. So that was the stupidest thing when you you have a 3 on 1 advantage or excuse me, 6 sword to 2 sword advantage, 6 gun to 2 gun advantage, 2 like two of the guys had shots right at him. Yep. It's like, hey, one of us lives to go mission complete. Right. And it's not like they'd be emotionally attached to one another no. to where they care if he shoots someone else. 47, you were like my oh, brother. No. It's not like nines from uh, 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 Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Traitor! Like, no, it's nothing like that. Nah, they're not going to be torn up about Just it. Just stupid clandestine <laughs> uh, spy organization. Uh, how many <laughs> controller test moments do you have? I actually, so that was the that was another shop one. was one of them, and then the, uh, the only other one is a nitpick, yeah. um, which was, it was all really cool setup, how, like, meticulous he was setting up his hotel room, but when he goes and grabs his, his guns out of the ice machine, I mean, that looked, it was a fully functioning ice machine, mm-hmm. right? And that was, there was ice in there. That's usually not a good mix for weaponry and... Ice? Uh, well, maybe it was a special, specially manufactured gun. Like maybe. we don't, we don't know. Maybe we don't know. Um, but so, you know. 
we have for our cast a lot of, uh, I think one of my favorite things about this film is how international it is. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel like an American movie in Russia. This feels like a Russian movie where they went, um, no, we need one American. Okay, let's go Timothy Oliphant. Um, Timothy Oliphant is Agent 47. Did you like his performance? Yeah, I did, actually. I thought he pulled it off pretty well, just that kind of detached. And maybe it was because there was not very much acting involved or any character development, really. <laughs> so... It wasn't a hard sell. But as far as pulling off the action scenes, he did a good job with them. What about his quips? Because he he didn't have them too often, and they weren't, like, during the big action scenes. Right. So, like, when when you think of 47... Like there's this, it's this cold, calculating sort mm-hmm. of guy who's just who is detached, and he, I think he totally nailed the detached. Right. But he, it was totally. Oh, that's Timothy Oliphant. Like the tropey. Kind a lot of, of it was like that's quips. that's Timothy Oliphant uh, uh, playing a a spy, <laughs> playing playing this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, he was enjoyable. Yeah. I think if I think if so. this wasn't a hitman movie, probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. If you weren't, yeah, if you weren't trying to compare it yeah. to the, the game. Like, he, oh, that. here's, that's that character. Oh, that's not that character. Eh, whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> his, uh, his counterpart, his, his, uh, uh, I, I called him his Inspector Zinigata for, for any of you Lupin the Third fans out there. Uh, Mike Whittier is the Interpol agent, or is the, the character of the Interpol agent that's trying to take Agent 47 down, played by Doug Ray Scott. I liked him a lot. Yes, because he did a he lot of fun. hero qualifiers mm-hmm. for, uh, as action movie anatomy puts it. It's just like this. You don't get it. This guy's totally. <laughs> I mean, it, he was clearly very Scottish though. Yes. Um, Olga Kurlenko as Nika Boronina, uh, our female lead, the only female, only female in, in the movie, much the whole film. Um, yes. Aside from other strippers, uh, oh, this is a yes. this is a Star Wars moment kind of where we had Slave Leia and then all of the other uh, 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 slave. Girls in Jabba's right. palace, uh, sort of a thing. They didn't last long, though. Well, they, presumably they're not dead, because okay. he only shot people with guns, and they're probably cowering and scared to death. But I don't think I don't think he shot them. He he only takes care of what he needed needs to. to be, yeah, needs to be done. And ugh, but I her her presence is immediately felt. Um, she's a very strong character, very rebellious, and mm-hmm. and. This almost made it for my favorite, or from my favorite exchange anyway. But when uh, Forty Seven has Whittier in the train station and has the like already oh. shot him and has gun to him, it's like mm-hmm. no, don't do it. She just saved your life. Like that was like oh, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> um, immediately like badass to both of them. Right. Ah, uh, so cool. Um, Robert Nepper as Yuri Marklov, the head of the Russian Secret Service. Um, cool. I mean, he, he served his purpose. Yeah, he's he, very, he was imposing enough. Um, Ulrich Thompson as Mikhail Belikov and Belikov's double. Uh, and then we get into uh, Henry Cusick as Udre Belikov, uh, the, the brother who even in the one scene was just like, wow, that's really fun performance. Mm-hmm. I really liked uh, Michael Ofe as uh, Jenkins, the the number two from Interpol. Right. He was just like, he, was, he knows this. He's like, mm-hmm. they're both super stoked about this case. Like, was, dude, look what I found! I they were super into it. It was great. And uh, and was, getting was shot through the arm, thing. just like, my my pride hurts more than my arm does. Yeah. Like, ah, it's an action movie cop there line. So good. <laughs> um, and then uh, Christian Eriksen is uh, General Kormorov from mm-hmm. the really cool how just the little bit of kindness from 
uh, from Mike is like, oh, no, no, I'll help you out a little bit. Let's yeah. just give you a little bit. Um, fun cast, not very well known to an American audience, which might have been another thing where people go, oh, oh, it's just Timothy Oliphant. Who else is in it? Oh, you don't know? Right. Mm, whatever. Um, and that's no disrespect to the actors that, that are in it because everybody... I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was. Like the, this whole thing was just missing something. Right, but it worked in this weird way. It did, and it and it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it was just the right amount of um, we're bad guys, right? We're bad yeah. guys. Don't you talk to me again like that, because I'm the real <laughs> bad guy. Uh, but yeah, I don't. There weren't any know. terrible performances no. going on. It, it was or all over the top. Yeah. Everybody was just like, "Oh, I'm working. Cool. I'm gonna there put in go. an awesome mm-hmm. performance." Um, so the plot. Uh, the, I mean, the, I'll talk about this kind of side by side with production because uh, this has a long storied history. This this movie started being optioned in February two thousand three. Um, it was Idos er, and IO Interactive, the the publishers, started trying to like, oh, hey, Twenty Century Fox, can we want you to make a Hitman movie? Um, or, or no, they were going around to a couple of studio houses, and Twenty Century Fox ended up getting it. Um, and there was a lot writing on it. Vin Diesel uh, was going to be the executive producer and star, mm-hmm. which back then would have been huge. Yeah, this would have been uh, his like what I get to do. Uh, I get to be like a cool ass Riddick type of guy. He's a huge video game fan, so so this uh, kind of right up his alley. It would have fit perfectly. Um, but three years in developmental hell, uh, Diesel stepped down, and then Oliphant was cast, and uh, Javier Gen. Uh, who I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He is very French. Um, uh, but through all of that, um, he ends up submitting a, a draft that um, Fox didn't like, that 20th Century Fox didn't like. Um, and there were a lot of reshoots and uh, a lot of stuff cut down. I think there was even, how much is it, like a half an hour? There, there was a lot of the original... Uh, footage that was toned down which is really really unfortunate because mm-hmm. i think with something like this i mean in terms of the video game the, the spoilers for a 16 year old video game i don't know how much of it they're going to use in the new one but um 47 finds out that he's essentially a part of a cloning initiative mm-hmm. um and i'm happy they didn't really go with that they just went with like a clandestine organization yes um, More brainwashing than cloning yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, it it could have gotten really kitschy. We right. don't know how much of the like like looking at, at what I got here. Um, they changed uh, 47's origins, so we don't know what was shot. Um, the uh, yeah, the by the the other assassin that was following him in the train station that ended up uh, dying uh, right. was supposedly a carryover from maybe a small inclusion of a clone storyline because they looked kind of similar or he looked like an older version of 47. Right. So they kind of softened that up and then, um, but as a result, they, they got into multicultural casting instead of just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just a bald white guy. Cool. A whole um, bunch of bald white guys. A whole bunch of bald white guys trying to kill each other and make the world a better place. Uh, <laughs> so in, in that regard, the 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 production aspect pr- may have had something to do with why the movie feels a little bit like oh this but and the a little bit <laughs> it's pretty choppy it's i mean it's really choppy how would you, uh, so just as a direct how would you compare it to far cry i think far cry at least progressed on a 
level plane. Mm-hmm. It kept going, uh, and it more or less knew where it was trying to go the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I spent a while trying to figure out what was going on and get back on board when they suddenly introduced something new and try to go somewhere else. Like they spent too much time going, no, just, just come on, just like, mm-hmm. we'll, no, we'll get to it, we'll get yeah, to it, but just, just, just come go. on. Let's go. Let's just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, and the traveling parts were slow, yes. and I think the the pace was kept to like a, like moderate, like it was moderately slow some places, mm-hmm. and mod- it never got ramped up, and it never like stopped. There was no sense of urgency, even when they're like, oh, we have to go here. You know. And I think another thing that it was was that other characters were realizing urgency for like we find out that that 47 is going to be taking out the I was going to say clone the um the double of Mikhail um right. through other characters. So instead of him realizing I've got to get to that church for that funeral mm-hmm. in order to, and and make that decision to be like, "Yeah, man, we're totally with you." It's other people a little removed in that sense. Yeah. yeah. That, Too many people are making choices for other folks on the other side of the right. movie. Yeah. Yeah. That does slow it down a lot. <laughs> um, and, and in regards to the game, there's no plot of a... Or the, there's no plot. Um, <laughs> in regards to game plots to the movie plot, there's not really too much that carries over from one to the other just because mm-hmm. the games have more time, clearly. Um <laughs> I mean, we already right. talked about the clone aspect. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Like, Hitman 2, they they go into the religious aspect a little bit more, and by the end mm-hmm. you realize, oh, with the key and the and the symbols and, and the inclusion of, of God and religion, that they right. could have gone into this big area and just decide not to. Mm. They danced around it a little bit and then just like, eh, never mind. Stop oh, you know back. how this is a clue to something? It wasn't. It totally no, wasn't. No, 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 just kidding. Lied to it. Um, nah. But yeah, in utilizing the Agent 47, like the ongoing adventures of Agent 47, is a good mm-hmm. idea. Um, yeah. And and this was enough, even though I heard it wasn't that great, I wasn't a part of the episode, uh, that Agent 47, the new film, right. wasn't that great. Uh, and initially, there was supposed to be a sequel. There was a sequel in development for, for this, this movie. Yeah. Yes, and they canceled it. <sighs> for some reason. <laughs> it made a lot more money than it did really it should have. well. This was a twenty-four million dollar action movie, which in the year two thousand seven is unheard of. That's really cheap, but considering they did all of their shooting uh, overseas, helps it out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I will say uh, the the sniper shot where the first Mikhail gets taken out kind of looks like the Universal Studios back lot, just a little bit. A little bit. Like the the it looked like the courthouse. It looked like courthouse mm-hmm. square, uh, and and that kind of messed with me. But anyway, then I as I was looking around, I was like, "No, it's it's Russia. I guess that's Russia." Got uh, back in there. Uh, yeah, by <laughs> by a little bit. Um, so Javier Gen, the director, uh, hasn't really had too many uh, big hits. This was his most successful. Um, but uh, I mean, he tried to have. A little bit more extreme violence, which a lot of the blood splatter and gooey chunkiness is still around. Yes, absolutely gross. Uh, did that did that uh, remove you at all? Like, did, like, did you go? Hold? Nope. Like, uh, no, you know, at that point, I was in it for the action movie, like the mindless kind of action hmm. movie aspect of it. If if I was going to enjoy it, I was going to watch it like that. And hmm. this is not a uh, airplane movie. No, not one you would watch on the airplane. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, for a $24 million movie, Hitman made a gross of $92 million, uh, almost quadrupling its budget. So that that's 100% a success. Um, don't know why they, they sort of fell off of it. They just decided to reboot it seven years later. Um, ugh, the <laughs> the critical on this was interesting because IMDb has it at a 6.3, right. which is solid. That's, that's pretty good. That's decent. It's, yeah. Better than most video game movies out there. Well, Rotten Tomatoes... Has it at a fourteen percent? The the fan or the audience was I think like fifty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The audience was much higher, so there's cl- clearly a discrepancy going on. There there seems to be a lot of critical. people who consider themselves professional uh, movie reviewers. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, please ratify us, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so we have a uh, a, a kind of indifferent reviews. There are a couple mm-hmm. that 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 were like super negative. But, but a lot of indifference. Right. Very few, like, outright condemn this movie. Mm. They're mostly like, you know, it was kind of fun, but this sucked. Or, or like, just, like, certain things they didn't pick. Or this sucked, but it was kind of fun. Right. Like, it was just, like... <laughs> this sucked, but I enjoyed it. This is all, like, paint by numbers. It was so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tim Grierson from Screen Daily said, uh, Though stylishly shot and occasionally exciting, this adaptation of the popular video game can only go so far with its mindless violence and cardboard characters. And that was a positive one. He called it exciting. And th- <laughs> the the camera work was really impressive. Oh, I thought it was beautiful. I think that's probably I, why. I think... I think the camera work was super cool, but then it was like, I'm going to beat you up. Like, it was, yeah. there's nothing to, the the screen was beautiful, but there was nothing to fill it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But you know what? I think how nicely it was shot kind of moved you through. And it was like, mm-hmm. eh, no development, choppy plot. It's cool. But it, it was just looks like, nice. Yeah. Oh, some of the sweeping shots, they were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. A lot of the shots of Russia were pretty cool. That, mm-hmm. that chapel where the, uh. The funeral was was pretty nice, but that that's just Russian uh, right. in, ingenuity. Uh, Jules Brenner from Cinema Signals said, There's a certain primitive simplicity to it. The editing is awkward in spots, and it derives from a game, but I flat out enjoyed it. And that was a negative one. That's, that's, that, that was this negative. Yeah. yeah. That's almost as negative as most of the ones mm-hmm. I read got, too. And I, I totally agree with that review. That's pretty much how I feel about it, too. It's very primitive, yes. to say the least. <laughs> But um, yeah, generally, <laughs> our review. <laughs> uh, let's get to some of our fun stuff. Uh, our favorite lines. There was not as much action camp as you would expect for in a movie like this. Right. Um, but I have a couple. Uh, how many do you have? Uh, you know what? I only had one that really, really stood out. Okay. So um, I had one. Yours. I had one that made me gig- giggle, and one that <laughs> gave me like a fist pump. So I'll go with the giggle one first. Uh, this was Nika. You don't want to fuck me, and you don't want to kill me. I've never felt so much indifference in my entire life. Which is just like, all right, <laughs> that, cool. That about sums it up. This so is their relationship. That was it. Yeah. That was a fun one. What do you got? All right. So this one's also kind of a fun one. It's from our very own Mike Whittier. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, when he's talking to uh, Mark Love. Yes. And it's, and the light bulb comes on. Took me a minute. Must be the jet lag. You're telling me to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. That that uh, British wit or Scott, it's Just, British. Um, it's, it's good. A the, lot of his uh, antics were good. Mm-hmm. The way he delivered his lines was great. I enjoyed it. And it reminded me, him. when we get to uh, recasting, it reminded me of another uh, Scottish actor uh, that I think would be great in that role. Um, right. But my this this was the line that made me go, no, they should have done more of that from 47. 
uh, at the end, when Mark Love's in the tub, mm-hmm. yell all you like. The Lord himself won't hear you. It's like, that fuck yeah, good. man. That was a good one. That was so good. Like, dare you, like, do that. Utilize that. Mm-hmm. Not just, you probably shouldn't. And then just, <laughs> no, that, uh, I think that's, that's like, but was this what, oh, that could have been cool. Yeah. That could have been fun. That was one of those punchy lines. That, oh, yeah. That got it going. Just like, um, uh. It was like when when uh, lets Nika out of the trunk. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "What? I, I got rid of the body." That was so great. Like, so like he doesn't kill someone because she asks him not to, but she still gets to ride in the trunk. Yeah, I gotta I gotta know that she's good for it. Yeah. Like it, it it gets to a part where he just doesn't want to mess with it. Like he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'll keep messing with her. I see as long as, as she can take it." Well, and the great thing was he tried to make her uncomfortable. Like. Their relationship was weird, but one thing I did appreciate was she, he would try to make her uncomfortable with all these violent threats, and she would throw it right back at him with the sexual with the like stuff, jokes yeah. that made him uncomfortable. So it's just this this contest going on. And it wasn't, it wasn't like it was flirt. I think the the problem is that they were coming from because they were coming from two different angles. Mm-hmm. And if if you had established the religious thing for forty seven earlier in the movie, then you would know where he's coming from. Because right. you know where she is coming from because this is this has unfortunately been her life mm-hmm. for as long as she can remember. And you have that same sort of you could have had that same sort of tragedy with forty seven, where this has been my entire life for as long as I remember. And that would have worked really well. Instead, you just have him kind of being ambiguous about it. Yeah. Like, is he going to go? for it is he interested is is and that's part of the reason why i like that line so much is it's Mm -hmm. like that's her speaking on behalf of the audience right and like literally i've never felt so much indifference (laughs) in all my life when you're just watching the movie up on the big screen for those of you who watched it on the big screen a hundred million dollars worth for all y'all all All right uh let us know your favorite lines in the comments down below or tweet us at hashtag or at hashtag hashtag. tweet uh tweet us using the hashtag vgm anatomy on what your favorite line is or what your recast is so uh something that that uh i'm I'm gonna do a little bit more on the show is if a movie has been rebooted recently uh we're gonna go back to the year that the game came out so if this movie or if this game came out year 2000 and instantly 20th century fox went we're making this a movie. Year 2000s. Uh, we're going to recast this movie for Agent 47, Mike Whittier, Yuri Markov, Nika Boronina, and Mikhail Belikov and his double. So this is the year 2000, everybody. In the year 2000. Almost got it. Uh, who, let's start with the bottom. Let's start with Mikhail Belikov. Who do you have? Okay, so I have two for this one. And I'll start with my kind of more fun one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael York. Oh, I like him. He's good. Mm, I like him. <sighs> Picturing with the scars and the... You're drunk, aren't you? Yeah, I like that. A little okay. bit on that, yeah, yeah. that edge. Um, I got one. Uh, Michael Vartan from Alias. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's weird that for... Uh, I, both of my actors are very French. Well, at least French. Okay. Um, but but I like him and I like what he All brings. Right. Um, and he'd be coming off, or he'd be in the middle of Alias around then. So mm-hmm. yeah, he would be good. Um, also Jean Renault from The Professional. Okay. Um, he because it's weird. The 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 thing that I remember him from as growing up watching films isn't The Professional. <laughs> it's Godzilla. Ah, uh, which is a little bit unfortunate, but um, back <laughs> yeah. then he was, he just kind of started doing these types of action movies and to put him in a villain mm-hmm. role, I think would be cool. Who was your other one? Fun. My other one was uh, Stellan Skarsgård. What was he doing back in 2000? He was in a couple of things. Um, one of the movies was, 
he was mostly playing kind of just little side roles mm-hmm. in a lot of stuff, but he was in a lot of things, so he was picking up. Uh, His career was starting to pick up. It was starting to pick up. This would have been the... like a small side role, so mm-hmm. yeah, I can believe that. I can see that. Um, let's go back to Nika. Let's go to Yuri Markov. Okay. Uh, who do you have for that? I pick Jude Law. Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so I, I had two for this one. Okay. Um, he was just kind of coming up, but he was a good guy at this point. He, he hadn't played a bad guy yet. Uh, Jason Statham. Because okay. he had just the he had yeah. the face where you can go. I don't I don't like that guy. Um, he does have that look. I like that one a lot. But if we're going okay. to a little bit more composed, um, he wasn't as huge as he is now. But Johnny Depp so in the year two thousand, mm-hmm. he was he was still kind of coming up on the up and up. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's give you this this KGB role. I think I think he would be fun in that. Uh, now let's go back to let's go back to Nika. You said you had a hell of a time doing this one. Yeah, well, I went through a couple of different actresses mm-hmm. because there were a lot of kind of up and coming, uh, and then I settled on two that I. Who do you got? So my first one, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Wow. Kind of getting into that edgy. Yeah. Coming off of to Bud, push Buffy. Her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. I mean, I think the one of the one of the issues with with Nika is the uh, very nudity, um, very right. up in your face nudity, which mm-hmm. of course you don't have to go with. I think right. if, I, and I think they went that for the male viewer, uh, the male, the <laughs> like, I mean, clearly. But it's just like, yeah, let's just put a little bit more in there. Um, but like the the whipping, while that was a very important scene, I think the. The nudity was a little bit of a holdback for that, right? It's like there's a tasteful way to shoot that to still make it that much that mm-hmm. much more impactful. To imply nudity instead of just showing it seems a little bit lazy. But again, we're dealing with a French director who's like nudity. Who, who cares? <laughs> who fine. gives a shit? Um, mm-hmm. uh, I just because we're talking video games, we're talking Russia. Mila Jovovich, kind of hard not right. to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, and I figured the the mine would be a little bit too obvious, but I, I like <laughs> that that first one because it's a little bit more uh, edgy. Who who else do you have? So my other one was uh, Christina Ricci. Really? Mm-hmm. She would be kind of that younger side. Yeah. At that time period. That would have been. Yeah, I like that but a lot more than the, that. My my other one was Famke Johnson, but I like that one better. Yeah, yeah. I like Christina Ricci a lot more. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. All right. Um, let's go to Mike Whittier, our man at Interpol. Who do you got? Russell Crowe. I was thinking Russell Crowe, too. Um, but then I thought Peter Capaldi. Ooh. Because he, I forgot the name of the role, but he he did, uh, he had like a cop, uh, a cop series that he did okay. where he was just so, he was cussing his mouth off like like a mother hubbard um and i uh, but i also th- at this time he was uh he was d- doing some action stuff here and there so i think him as just like a grizzled not i mean not as old this was 15 years ago so mm-hmm. he just would have been 40 so i think the the time period adds up would have been cool right um i also had gary oldman but i like capaldi a lot more capaldi yeah capaldi's a good one yeah. i like that one uh, did you have another one for Whittier? No, Russell Crowe was my, Russell Crowe? It's, it's a solid choice. I'll adopt Capaldi, though. I like that one. <laughs> um, 47, our, our agent in charge. All right. So I cast 47 in my head as I was watching the movie. Before really? I went and looked at what had happened to this movie. Interesting. In and, you know, I looked at it and I said, that's Vin Diesel. That's Vin Diesel. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard to avoid. It's, 
2000s, this would have been awesome for him. Oh, this would have been perfect. Right into the Chronicles of Riddick. I mean, that, yeah. This would have that paid. the role. This, this movie would have paid for, Chronicles would have paid for Last Witch Hunter, would have paid for all of his passion projects, which mm-hmm. you got to hand it to the guy. As as high profile as some of the the couple of movie series he's a part of are, he mm-hmm. still is like you know no I want to do this last Witch Hunter movie no I want to do this this Riddick right. movie because it's so cool um, mm-hmm. I want to make a Riddick video game so yeah there there's all of this stuff that that I think he would bring to it. Um, did you have anybody right. else for forty seven? No, I didn't come up with another one. That was the one. I got one. If we're going okay. if we're going two thousands, uh, I I didn't check to see if if the movie came out yet, but. I think the only thing is he would have to shave his head, but if you want that <laughs> blank, cardboardy, it would have been a little bit too much so, maybe. Okay. I think you may, you may be uh, picking up what I'm putting down. Keanu Reeves for 47. I... I think he could be awesome at that. I did consider him. And I then think, I outruled him, but yes. I think it would, he would come from a place that's that's totally... Genuine, like he mm-hmm. would try to find like the real soul in it. Um, that's a little bit too cage, but um, <laughs> but whereas Vin would be like, video game, I'm gonna ham this up, Done. I'm gonna cheese it up. So mm-hmm. I think Keanu would have been a little bit closer to Oliphant's performance, if not maybe a little yes. bit more distant. Um, mm-hmm. And Diesel would have been just like, here we go, just let's have let's have some fun with it. Right. So uh, let us know who you would cast in these roles at. I did it again using <laughs> hashtag VGM Anatomy. Uh, make sure to tag us. You nerd mark bedonica um this this film was <laughs> a lot better than we expected uh it final thoughts was. on it uh, i mean aside from being tangled up in the plot a couple of times and you know thrown off when it got really choppy mm-hmm. i wasn't really mad about that i was you know busy enjoying how pretty it was first of all sure and you know what the action scenes were pretty good I mean, Even the sword fight that is not justified in any sense of anything. I like the gunplay. I liked mm-hmm. the the utilization of 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 the sniping. Um, mm-hmm. It it gave it a little bit of feel. Like to see how how that organization or the organization handles cleaning up their tracks is cool. Like to put right. oh I'm just going to put a bomb in the case and then everything will be gone and then there'll be no evidence. I'm going to um, having them talk to a computer. Um, oh, and the fact that. Uh, she was called on the phone directly. Oh, yeah. It's just like you've been compromised. Like, was that the woman at the bar? Like, who? D- yeah, that was very disjointed. Also, it's a lot of muddiness. There's a lot of muddiness yes. in, in in Hitman. But uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, why are you watching this show? But um, if well, well, no. If if you yeah. if you haven't watched it, and you were trying to get a feeling for the film with this. Give it a watch. Totally. If if you're a Hitman fan yes. of the series, watch this movie and feel good about your fandom. Yeah, you know what? It's a, it's a fun watch. Mm-hmm. It was fun. This this would be one. This is like, hey guys, we're, we're gonna watch some movies. We're just gonna get some movies, and if you want, let's watch Hitman. Let's just watch Hitman. It's gonna be. It's one of those. It's mm-hmm. it's a great movie to have on, and everybody go, whoa, those are boobs. Like there's <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot to uh, to just mm-hmm. oft comment on, but. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, we do know that Agent 47 came out, so from this version, they did give it an extra life uh, for the 2015, but that movie totally bombed. <laughs> um, so, for the Hitman franchise, knowing what we know about Agent 47 without seeing the movie, uh, <laughs> would you give this an extra life or a game over? I, I mean, I think there's always room for more kind of campy-ish action movies, so let's go extra life. 
Uh, I say more. Extra Life 2. Um, uh, I would give it Netflix, though. Because yes. we already have Daredevil w- dealing mm-hmm. with religion, so it would be a little bit of like a, eh, here's here's somebody who still kills despite religion. Right. But, yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of life to be had from this franchise, mm-hmm. especially because they didn't directly go from a game story. Yeah, the fact that it can be kind of episodic like that. You can do different storylines because that's how the character has been set up. Mm -hmm. So you can go different directions with it and keep it going for a while successfully. And and Square Enix has a history of of just being cinematic with their characters anyway. And we've seen from Tomb Raider and they're they're making Mm -hmm. that into a new franchise. I think Hitman isn't too far behind and they're they're just going to have complete creative control. Or give it to Sony. Have it have it be a series on Sony or a movie movie through Sony. Why not? Mm -hmm. They can do it. Uh, Let us know your opinion on the film in the comments down below or on Twitter utilizing hashtag VGM Anatomy. Got it. Third Third times the charm. charm. Very (laughs) this show. Third times the charm. Um, So uh, next in next two weeks in two weeks from today uh, we are going to be doing Max Payne. Uh, Alan Wake is is a, a there's there's a whole chain that Patrick came up with for this. Uh, Remedy Studios is who originally developed Max Payne. Uh, they also created Alan Wake. Alan Wake is going to be packaged in with Quantum Break, which is going to be coming out for the Xbox One. So because there is no Alan Wake movie, though I think that would be cool if there was, uh, let's go all the way back up the chain and do Max Payne. Make sure to check that out. Uh, very legally. Uh, it was really weird that folks in the chat were talking about Mila Kunis and now we're doing Max Payne, oh. but that was funny. So thank you to Patrick for setting that up for us. Uh, send him well wishes at P to the D's. But until then, Stacey, where can the folks keep an eye on you? You can find me at Yield Nerd on Twitter or everywhere else on the internet, including Twitter at Nerds Doing Stuff. And you can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Uh, we just did an awesome episode of Jedi Alliance. We do it every Monday. If you're a fan of Star Wars, check it out. If you're a fan of uh, Rooster Teeth stuff, uh, the season of Ruby just ended, but um, it was it was a good time. It was I'm depressing. I'm not ready to talk about it. No, but if you do want to talk about it, make sure to check out AfterBuzz TV. That's our sister site. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us out. Uh, it keeps the lights on here. So uh, leave us a review. Five stars because the rest of the stars don't work. We all know that. Um, and it helps us grow as a show. So please leave us your comments. Uh, oh, man, I have been enjoying doing this show so much, and we hope that you've been enjoying watching it. So... Yes. Uh, for Patrick D's, Stacy Shuttleworth, and myself, <laughs> uh, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, uh, we'll see you at the arcade. <laughs>